Herd mentality. This is where you look and see what everybody else is doing, and then you copy it. It's the subject of today's show. This is why we are seeing a run on toilet paper right now. People are seeing their friends and neighbors panic and load up on TP. They see pictures on Facebook of empty store shelves and people asking, where can I buy toilet paper? This leads to more crazed buying and it leads to people hoarding, which is just not a good scenario. The same kind of thing can happen with your money. And that is comparing yourself to others and then making financial decisions just so you can keep up with them. That line of thinking will get you into trouble. Welcome to the 360 Blue Financial Strategies Show. Join us as we discuss actionable steps you can take today to gain financial freedom. Jonathan Pop, Iris Sagrado, and Glenn Steers are registered representatives offering securities and advisory services through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 360 Blue Financial Strategies and United Planners are not affiliated. The views expressed are those of the speaker as of the date noted, are subject to change based on market and other various conditions, are not a solicitation to purchase or sell any security, and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Keep in mind that current and historical facts may not be indicative of future results. Now on to the show. Have you ever gone on Facebook and seen one of these people who continually post about all the great things going on in their life? I haven't seen one of these in about a month because the only thing people are talking about now is the virus. But before this all went down, stretch your memory back and see if you remember anybody that did this. They'll post about how great their new dream house is or their vacation was, or how extremely motivated they are. That's what I've seen a bit. It'll be a picture of a coffee cup with a hand holding it. So it's from the viewpoint of the person taking the picture with their left hand holding the camera, while their right hand holds the cup of coffee. And it'll say something like, 5 a.m., just went on a 10-mile run, now it's time to get to work, hashtag seize the day. Here's what I say to that. What a load. I'm not sure why people repeatedly post like this. They might legitimately and innocently be happy and just want to tell people. Or or it might be some kind of insecurity. I, I, I don't know. But regardless of their motivation, it can sometimes have a negative effect on others. People like that are what's called... The Joneses. The expression keeping up with the Joneses means you've got a friend or neighbor, maybe a coworker, that you're always trying to keep up with. On the outside, it looks like their life is great, they have everything, but there's a problem with this mentality, though, of continually wanting what others have, and that is that it's a psychological trap that can cause you serious harm, especially when it comes to your money. Now, it's perfectly natural to follow what others around you are doing. I think that's just human nature. For example, I don't watch sports. It's just not something that excites me. But when the Cubs won the World Series a few years ago, I got all into it. It was fun because everybody else was into it. There was a craze about it. There was an excitement, and I wanted to be a part of it. And I think that's normal. 
Where it gets you into trouble is when you base your happiness on the lifestyle of the people around you, which in turn usually means you're basing your financial decisions on the people around you. I'll give you two different ways to look at money and spending. One is, I'm in control of my money and I'll dictate where it goes. The other is, my passions are in charge and they'll dictate where my money goes. The person who is really in charge of their money looks at their spending plan and determines first what is really important to them in the long run. They'll forgo some short-term pleasure in order to gain freedom down the line. The other individual doesn't really have a spending plan at all. They spend their money on short-term pleasure. So the person planning has the discipline to say no to their friends. When their friends want to go out to dinner together or maybe go on a vacation together, the planner, if you will, has the ability to say no. That's not in line with my goals and the continuous flow of money will really keep me from being financially free in the long run is is what they'll think. The other person thinks, hey, my friends are doing it. I cannot miss out on this. Sign me up. And it's usually a series of small choices that end up being an entire lifestyle. It could start out when you're young with small things and end up with big things later, like expensive cars, huge houses. What you don't see behind the scenes when you look at your neighbor is what they're going through financially. I think a lot of people put on a facade about how well they're doing, and it's really smoke and mirrors. What's the most common answer to the question, hey, how you doing? Most people say great or good. You usually don't hear, oh, I'm struggling to make ends meet. Because many people just don't feel comfortable being that vulnerable. And in the contest of society, where we all try to one-up each other, your friend might feel like a failure if they show their true colors. So when you see your friend going on fancy trips or you see the really nice house, keep in mind that they might actually be living a stressful life trying to afford everything. Hopefully not. Hopefully they're really comfortable, but you don't know. And what they're doing really should be irrelevant to you. What you should be doing with your money ought to be based on your circumstances and your values. Don't let other people be in charge of your money. You be in charge of it. Possessions don't always yield happiness. I've seen this firsthand. I've been invited into my clients' homes before, and I'll give you two contrasting examples. One couple had a huge house, brand new truck in the driveway. The other couple lived in a pretty small house with a used car. Guess who had all the money? Guess whose stress was extremely low? The people in the small house actually had a lower income, but they had so much more money in savings. And because of that, they lived stress-free. The other couple with the big house was basically broke, couldn't save into their retirement, and despite the fact that they had a pretty good income, they were living paycheck to paycheck. Now, just looking at them on the outside, 
you would think it would be the opposite. Oh, look at the couple with the big house and the nice truck. They've got everything. Not really. For the couple with the small house who managed their money well and saved, the best part of their situation was the freedom it gave them. If they wanted to, they could go buy a new car today in cash and still be fine financially. If they wanted to take an expensive vacation, they could afford to do it no problem. Their lifelong choice to be smart with their money gave them the freedom to choose what they want to do. Think about how this applies to your retirement. For one thing, if you want to be able to retire comfortably at all, you're probably not going to want to be the couple that had a big house because they had no extra money to save. If you want true financial freedom, live simply now so that you won't have to face financial stress later. Set your own terms and don't mimic your fancy neighbor. And with that, I am done. Stay at home, keep those hands clean, and have yourself a glorious day. For more information, go to 360blue.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-I-X-T-Y blue.com. Keep in mind that this show is designed to be educational only. The representatives on this podcast do not provide legal or tax advice. For individual guidance, please speak with someone who knows you and your situation.